It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. The phone number is 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, we're also available via email, 610KONA.com. Bottom line page, name where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter as well at Bottom Line 610 and on Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Robin Ed with you on this Thursday and um you know, the governor had his press conference a little bit earlier. We touched on it a little bit and the different approach that is being taken um regarding protests versus everybody else. In fact, I can recall not too long ago when people that wanted to protest the lockdown orders were told that they shouldn't. Yep, they'd kill grandma. Yes, they would. And that uh, and that they were just going to make things worse for everybody. But irresponsible. Not, let's see, what uh-huh. are some of the other phrases that I selfish. heard? So selfish, irresponsible, yep. uh, not, um, you know, not paying attention to the, the bigger community issue here of, of transmitting this deadly uh, unknown virus, which we're not talking about anymore. Um, but here's what I found interesting is the people, not all, certainly not all, but the percentage of people that have been out protesting who have an ulterior motive, um, they're not going to listen anyway. Um, they're not going to care about what is in place. And so speaking to them and trying to guilt them is not going to work because they believe they have an opportunity to wreak some havoc and and they're going to take full advantage of that. While as many of the people who were protesting against the lockdowns are people who are business owners or um, are, are not seeking that same type of opportunity they're seeking the opportunity to have their voice heard that they disagree with what was currently going what was going on at that time in the state you know the people that are protesting peacefully a lot of them we've seen yeah um wearing masks and stuff yeah. like that mm-hmm. um you know the social distancing thing probably not there as much okay but, but, I, but I do think but that there's been some responsibility shown by the peaceful protesters that again yeah, want I, to I send a so. message mm-hmm. about what they perceive as something that's unjust and unfair those that are seeking the opportunity to take away from that message you're not going to reach them. So instead of trying to, the governor just gives up. Police can't do anything. What, 14,000 complaints or something against Seattle police? Some crazy number like that? Mm-hmm. You know, they, how do you have 14,000 complaints against a police force that doesn't even come close to, do they even have 1,000 in the Seattle Police Department? Well, <laughs> I mean, here's so. the, no, but here's the <laughs> ironic thing, though. Uh, you know, I'd love to know what these complaints are because you and I both know that the 
police forces in Seattle and Portland and other places are told to have basically a hands-off approach that, you know, that they, they can't hardly do anything to the protesters, even when things start escalating. So what in the world are these complaints on? You know, and what are they about? I, I'd love to know. And so to have that many complaints against a Seattle police force that has been told to basically, you know, don't let them completely burn down the city. Maybe that's the complaint. You know, we, we have a right to completely burn down the city of Seattle and, and those darn cops won't let us. I really don't know. And I'm not trying to be flip and cavalier here. I'd love to know what these complaints are. I mean, it's so ironic that there's complaints that many in Seattle. Okay, so as of 2019, as, as, as of the time I'm looking at this article, which was September of last year, there were 538 responding officers on staff, and yet twelve to 14,000 complaints have been filed against 538 and not even 538, because they all haven't been out, I'm sure. You know, maybe as many as possible, but I don't know if all 538 have been out on the street. So that's twelve to 14,000 complaints against 538 officers. Does that even make sense in any way, shape, or form? Does that make sense? Well, You're talking thousands of complaints against every officer. Well, you know, I guess, again, it's Seattle, but... Well, yeah, that, that, you got to take that into consideration, but... I don't know. Everybody that's everybody, you know, the, the people prevented from throwing a brick or filing a complaint because they can't bust a window. I, I, I'm, I'm as dumbfounded as you are. I, I can't help you. I don't know. Five four seven one six ten is the number if you'd like to join the conversation. Five zero nine five four seven one six ten. I mean, maybe. No, I'm, I'm not even going to maybe. I, I can't. I can't come up with anything. You know, it's so. Um, I, I don't get it. You know, the the protesters in Seattle have been able to do much more, and in Portland, much more than in a lot of places uh, around the country. I mean, they've been able to shut down I-5 for how many days now? Uh, During the day and part of the night. And this is the main thoroughfare through the heart of the city. So what's the complaint? You know, I, I don't get it. Five four seven one six ten. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Uh, Dan from Kenwood. Hi, Dan. What's up? Uh, the highways, the freeways. The, who is at the property of? Is that the property of the state that it runs through, or is that actually a federal government? property uh an interstate is the property of the federal government a state roadway is is the property of the state however states get federal funds to help maintain uh u.s roadways so and then if it's if it's running through the city limits of a city then it is part of that city's jurisdiction yeah so okay all right so i i I was thinking that it's the federal government might have the ability to create a response anytime our federal arterials are blocked because that's doing more than just protesting. That's um, that's affecting um, 
goods coming in and out of not only Canada but also Mexico, correct? Yeah, and and yeah, it it would limit travel by anybody within the state. And I hear what uh, you know. I see where you're going with that. I hear what your comments are, and I appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. You know, I I think it's a great question. I would much rather see it sorted out in the court system than say having the feds roll in, you know, on I five in Seattle and. And uh, and sort it out that way. Um, but it is a good question. You know, if if protesters are shutting down highways and interstates, preventing traffic, um, is that is that some sort of a violation against those that cannot use those roadways that, yes, we all pay taxes on. And, you know, the, then there's the, you know, the 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 commerce question to it um yeah i you know i don't know i don't know i I mean these businesses that are being looted and destroyed most of them i would hope have insurance but could any of these businesses if they were able to catch the people that did it could they go after them for restitution you probably could because no matter what some people want you to believe the non-peaceful protests are against the law when you do damage. Five four seven one six ten is the number. You know, one of the things that the media is not talking about during these, 17 people have died around the country during these protests. 16 of them have been shot. Hmm. Um, police officers have been killed injured um a retired police chief was killed at a pawn shop shot at a pawn shop yes um he was a black man yes um at at what point and and this is the thing and and this is where those peacefully protesting should be up in arms that there are people that are dying not as a result of the peaceful protest, but as those people looking to take advantage of the opportunity and and creating um, an untenable situation. And we're not hearing about those people who have died. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. Your name, where are you calling from? Um, my name is Lori, and I'm actually leaving Richland. Um, I stopped at John Day Plaza to sign the petition for the repeal of the um, Sex Education Act, mm-hmm. and one of the gals there is married to law enforcement, and she said that there is a protest slash riot planned for tomorrow at John Day Plaza, and that there is reportedly three busfuls of paid for, or not paid for, but rioters that are being bussed in specifically to cause mayhem. I don't know if that is true, but that is what I was told is happening. Well, we appreciate the call and the heads up, and obviously if the wife of a law enforcement officer uh, has that information, then law enforcement in our area also has that information, Mm -hmm. and I am sure they will be more than prepared, um, as will 
Um, you know, and again, as I, I think Kennewick Police on their social media page put out, uh, you you lawfully in this state can carry a weapon. You lawfully in this state, uh, it's an open carry state. Um, but you you lawfully cannot use that weapon unless your life is in danger. And so that's something that we need to keep in mind is that while it is a it is a it is a right and a responsibility under the Second Amendment, uh, it's a right and responsibility to use it responsibly. We do not want this to become a battleground. No, let's hope that that is not the case. That let's this hope. is happening, or and or uh, now that the word is out that police can respond and quell anything that might be planned. Five four seven one six ten. Back with more after this. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610, KONA. Back at the bottom line, New, News Radio 610, KONA. It is Thursday afternoon. Robin Ed hanging with you. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. Hey, swing by CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Not only will you be able to get your hand sanitizing gel and sanitizing wash uh, free walking in the door to help give you an extra level of protection against COVID-19, but now for a limited time, CBD American Shaman has free CBD-infused drinks. Find out what flavors are available by stopping by walking into the door, saying, hey, while I'm here to get my sanitizing gel, what are those free CBD-infused drinks that you have for a limited time at CBD American Shaman, taking care of the community one person at a time? Stop by and see them today, CBD American Shaman off Clearwater in Kennewick, across from the Grain Elevator. Quite the landmark it is, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Five four seven one six ten. if you want to get involved. Um, you know... One of the things that I think has been has been interesting as we've watched the protests, um, you know, we have seen some individuals that have stood up against the looters and the rioters. Some. We've also heard some that have been inflammatory. Um, you know, this week and next week, we're going to dive into um, some of those, you know, as we we say it, hard questions. But let's face it, um, social media posts and things like that aren't really going to change anything. Um, Because it seems, and tell me if I'm wrong yet, that whenever a situation like this occurs, there's, there's almost like a script that gets followed. Seems like it. That... You know, the same things come out, the same things get said. It's like a bell ringing for celebrities and athletes to put out nice things and say they stand in solidarity, and then, eh, you know, nothing happens. Or we don't really have the conversation. We just have a lot of statements. So tomorrow on the program, um, Kennewick Police Officer James Canada 
who is an African-American police officer in the department, is going to join us on the program to talk about his experiences and uh, what spurred him to write a very powerful article on Blue Lives Matter about being a police officer, um, his experiences as a black man and dealing with racism and so on and so forth. And then next Tuesday, uh, we will have Mr. Duke Mitchell with us. Um, Mr. Mitchell has been active in raising awareness about these things for a long time in our community and in other areas. Um, so we're looking forward to having both of these gentlemen on our program to talk about the issues, get perspective, and I, I think, quite honestly, ask what, what what is it that isn't being done in these circumstances? that we can do. And what I mean we, I don't mean just you and me, Ed. I mean I mean people in general. Because it it, it you know, donating money to organizations is is nice. But is it something that that is going to take care of the problem? Or is it just starting off with Treating people better in general. I mean, if we just treat people better in general, if we if we take a second and wipe away um, preconceived thoughts, or you know, we try to avoid the the easy cliches. Is that the best way to begin? where we just turn around and be honest with ourselves and other people and tr- really do try to treat everybody exactly the way we want to be treated, regardless of, of where they come from or what they look like. Is that going to do more than, you know, putting out a post on social media? Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, yes. Hello. This is Carlos from Stanfield. What's up, Carlos? Oregon. Hey, um, I hate to throw this in there. Um, but most riots usually start when police officers are found not guilty. So just wait for round two of this. It's going to get bad. You know, I can remember, and, and, and you know, you raise a good point. That happened with Rodney King and, and a couple other situations. They were afraid there were going to be riots if O.J. was found guilty. Mm-hmm. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Joe again. So... What you were saying, Rob, reminds me of what I said yesterday about you were talking about how to stop these things. And and I don't want to disparage anyone, you know, uh, but people who are are protesting and and against all of this stuff. And this is only my personal opinion. And if it defends people, I'm terribly sorry. But when I look at this, this is what I see. A lot of the people that are protesting are are saying things that on their very surface is very racist and offensive to other people. Um, you know, they're saying things like, uh, you know, the, the white people are, are doing this to them all the time and it's time that this stops. But you know what? I'm not one of them white guys who does this and I think that people are great people if they want to be. And like I said yesterday, if you want to stop racism, stop being racist. 
And your thing about James Canada, I happen to know James Canada personally, and I think he is one of the finest men I've ever met in my life. It's going to be an honor to talk to him tomorrow, Joe. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. Thanks for the call. Back with more of the show after this. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. You know, Ed, it's interesting that as we're, we're talking about, you know, we've seen another inflammation of racial tensions in the country. An era officially came to an end recently. Oh? Mm-hmm. What was that? The last American who was collecting a Civil War pension passed away. Really? Mm-hmm. The last person that fought in the Civil War died in 1956. Yeah, that makes sense. But the last person to collect a Civil War pension of $73.13 a month passed away. Interesting. A child of that person, maybe? Um, She was 90 years old. She was the daughter of Civil War veteran Moise Triplett. Moise married a woman 50 years his junior. Whoa. After the war. And she was the child of that union. Wow. She was the last person to receive a Civil War era pension in 2020. Crazy. And... We're still wrestling with, you know, relations that predate the Civil War in this country. We're the centerpiece in many ways of that. Um, You know, maybe I'm I'm a little naive uh, in thinking that we just have to be better people in some ways. But, you know, we've heard the, the, the terms systemic. An institutional, um, generational. See, generational, I think, is more fair of a term. Yeah, but um, uh, they, you know, that is that's used also. Yeah, and maybe that is a better term. I, I think generational is a better term because then you're talking about individual people. You're talking about, you know, you're not talking about a a mass thing. I mean, if you had systemic and institutional. Um, you know, you could point to just about everything and go, if that was the case, then how do we have the amount of diversity that we do in in certain places in certain areas? So how do you how do you how do you solve any further systemic or institutional without making it unfair to other people? You know, how do you turn around and, and change that? But I think those two words while they may have been more accurate even two decades ago. We look at the laws that we have in this land. We look at, at, at the fact that, yes, when our Constitution was written, it was white landowners. They were the ones that had the only rights really in the country. All men were created equal if you were a white landowner. As time has gone on, We have changed and we have adapted as a country. But let's not fool ourselves either. This is not just a United States problem. Oh, no. This is a problem in Europe. It's a problem in Africa. It's a problem in Asia. It's a problem 
in South America. It's a problem. It may not be a problem in Iceland, but, you know, the overwhelming majority of the world deals with this problem. I mean, even in Australia, right? The Aboriginal people of of Australia fight that with the Caucasians. Canada and the indigenous. Sure. I mean, you, you trust me. This is not just a United States problem. It's been a problem here as long as it is, well, not as long as it's been in other places because we haven't been around as long as a lot of other countries. But it's been a problem everywhere. It is not just a United States problem. And so, you know, are we as a race, and by that I mean the human race, are we just predisposed to this and we have to try not to be? Or are we just, do we not care as much as we say we do? Well, I think that's two different things. I, you know, I, I would like to, I, this may be a bit Pollyannish of me, but I'd like to believe that humans are not hardwired in our DNA to treat people like that. I would like to think that it's more environmental. You know, you were raised that way or you witnessed it yourself. So you mimic it or you witnessed it and you fight against it, whatever the case may be. It's a learned thing. I would still like to believe that, you know, a cute little newborn baby coming out of the womb isn't going to, you know, hate another baby at daycare because of the color of their skin. You know what I mean? I, I, I would like to think that it's, it's an environmental issue, so to speak. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Sean from Benton City. Hi, Sean. What's and, going on? And, and you took everything I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Go ahead. Uh, don't, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah, hate is something learned. It's not something hardwired into us. We are naturally caring, loving people. At least that's what I'd like to believe, you know. I remember, you know, I remember 1993 when the Rodney King thing happened, you know. To say that this problem is generational, I think it's, it's just people don't learn from history. And when you don't learn from history, what happens? You're bound to repeat it. And with that, I'll... I'll, I'll leave it to you guys. Thank you and have a great day. You, you you're too. absolutely right. But the other thing, too, is you have to want to learn from it. You have to want to learn from it. And, you know, there was a lot of to do yesterday when Ralph Northam, the governor of Virginia, announced that he was going to take down the giant statue of Robert E. Lee. Oh, right. On top of the, the, the pillar in the Capitol building. And, you know, a lot of people have opinions about that. Um. After doing a lot of reading and research, what was it, last year, when all the Civil War monuments were being taken down? there was a push for that, right? Robert E. Lee himself was against memorializing anything that had to do with the Civil War. Yeah. He didn't think it would bring us together. He thought it would only create more divisions by, by putting up visuals for people to hold on to about the most polarizing time, arguably, in our nation. And, you know, just maybe, just maybe, Robert E. Lee was right. Maybe it does need to come down. You know, maybe what we need to do is focus on the things that bring us together. 
and celebrate the things that have been accomplishments instead of the things that have been divisions. It's just a thought. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Art from Kennewick. How are you guys doing? What's going on, Art? Another uh, good show you have here. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, with a, they had the memorial service for the guy that was brutally, uh, you know, had his knee on him uh, from the uh, the police officer and the other guys who did the damage, which was a nice uh, service. But at the same time, uh, isn't the police officer's uh, life that have uh, been given for these uh, uh, protests and violence, aren't, aren't their life as valuable as that guy's? I mean, are they going to have a, a service on TV for the police officers who have given their life? I think it's kind of bending too far in one direction. I think we all need to come together. Thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, I, I've made I've made that argument before that, and before we go to the next caller, really quick, I've made that argument before that we see pendulum swings in our society. Um, ours is a very unique society in the world, and that's why we have a you know uh, we're under a microscope. A lot of people watch us, some try to emulate us, uh, others hate us uh, because of what this little crazy experiment called the United States of America that we've, we've got here. We see pendulum swings back and forth, and uh, I, I agree with Art. I, I get the sense that we are not balanced. We, we are off kilter. The, the pendulum is too far in one direction. And what inevitably happens in this country is when we get to a certain point, we swing to respond to that. We so we we try to compensate, and then we swing too far the other way. Yeah, and you know it just is back and forth. It's getting kind of nauseous, actually. All this swinging back and forth. It'd be nice to just park ourselves in in, in this in this middle range. We don't have to be stagnant, but a middle range anyway. Dramamine on aisle three. Exactly. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Bird Dog Larry, Benton City. Larry, what's going on? You know, I always say this. I'm not racist. I I can't use the H word, hate. I, you know, I dislike a lot of different people. And most of them are white. Most people of color I like that I've met. That's all I can really say about the whole racial, racial thing, you know. And I don't know where white privilege comes into anything. Thanks for the call, Larry. 547-1610. If you want to get involved in the program, um, just want to finish my thought on, on the Robert E. Lee thing real quick because, you know, it was interesting that Northam decided at this point in time that he's going to do that. Um I don't know that I necessarily disagree with it anymore. Yeah. I mean, and look, I don't mean it as a as a I don't mean it to besmirch Robert E. Lee. More looking at it in the overall thing of you know, do we need memorials that were the worst point in our country's history? Because that's really what it was. The Civil War was the worst point in our country's history. Brothers were killing brothers. Fathers were killing sons. You know, mothers and daughters were, were, were burying, you know, children and spouses. It was the worst point in our history. Do we really need things 
to commemorate that? I would say, if I could, I, I hear where you're coming with this, and normally I would agree with you, but in in our world today, we aren't teaching history well, in the classroom. Not. So if we aren't teaching history in the classroom, and I'm sure there's plenty of parents that try to do what they can on their own, but collectively, if we aren't teaching about the history of this country, the good and the bad, and we start taking down memorials to those things, then we lose an opportunity to teach our kids. So then we are bound to repeat it, I think. If we were actually teaching history as a core subject in this country, then yes, I would say there is no reason to glorify Robert E. Lee or any, any Confederacy um, you know, pieces of history, if we were being taught... Even the Union. That's fine. E- even the Union. That's I mean, do fine. We, do we need, but, here, but here's the, the one part of what you're saying that I disagree with. Because, you, you, you know, if you, you take four different people and they walk past that same memorial, are they really teaching them about history? Or are they passing on their perception of what that stands for. Well, again, those that, uh, you know, want to, those parents that are out there, and I think there are quite a few, you know, could use that as a teaching moment. Most do not, though. Exactly. So in, instead of instead of a statue on top of a obelisk in the middle of the capital of Virginia, why can't we create more learning centers or museums that deal with the subject? That is an educational experience. That is where you get taught something. That is where you can learn something. I, I don't know. I, I mean, now at the same time, you look at Lee Boulevard. Lee Boulevard was named after Robert E. Lee in honor of his service with the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. Nothing to do with the Civil War whatsoever. You don't take that away, but you just take away both and both sides, Union and Confederate. Just take down all the memorials, create learning centers. Ways for people to actually learn about it and not just something that sits there. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hi, uh, yes, this is Carlos Morgan again. What's up, Carlos? Hey, you know, um, I, I get tired of people say, that, and I say it too, that I'm not racist. We're not racist. I'm not a racist. We're all racist in a certain way. And I'm going to give you a little example. Um, after 9 11, I was pretty mad. I tried to re-enlist in the Army. Uh, they wouldn't take me. I was too old. But I, after I thought about that, it was like I was fighting. I was racist to an ideology, not, not, a, not, a, not the Muslims. I have a lot of Muslim friends. I, you know, I, the store I go to, people are really nice. And, um, but in a sense, we're all kind of racist in, in, in our own ways. It's just the ones that show it, that show it, that right out show it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, when I was a kid in Idaho, third grade, early 70s, I had a great friend. And he one day in the playground said, you know what? My dad told me I can't like you. And I'm, I'm like, well, why can't you like me? He said, because you're Mexican. And I'm like, really? You know, as a kid, you're like, okay, whatever. You, you don't get it. I, I didn't get it when I was a little kid. As I grew up, I kind of understood what that meant. So it was kind of it is kind of a generational thing, and it's kind of what you teach your kids and what your kids learn. And, and I thought we got over that. I thought we were done with that. Obviously, we're not. We got a long ways to go. Thanks for the call, Carlos. There, 
the example you cited at the end, absolutely. No mm-hmm. sin, buts about it was racist. But I don't think I don't think we're all racist because racism is hate. I think people are all prejudiced to a degree, but that's not necessarily against anybody's color or creed. Prejudice against something is something you just don't like. There's not necessarily a hate associated with that. So I, I, I would think we lean a little bit more to the latter than the former. Bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. You can also email us by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. So we've gotten a couple of uh, emails uh, that uh, I want to get to. Uh, Terry from Walla Walla writes, the citizens who are protecting the property of others are true Americans, just as are the protesters, the rioters, and the looters are criminals, regardless of what the elites say. Appreciate the email. Also got one from AJ in Kennewick. AJ writes, Inslee spoke about talking to protest leaders about injustice, but not inequalities. Do injustice and equalities go hand in hand? Will putting a bandage on injustice cure our inequalities in America? That's a, that's an interesting take. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, it's Rick here in uh, Pasco. Hi, Rick. What's going on? Well, I just have a question. If we do away with the Confederate uh, memorials to Robert E. Lee and whatnot, and we do away with the the other memorials of the Civil War, i.e. the Grant and so on, what memorials do we, where, where do we stop? Do we stop at the memorials to our uh, World War II vets, World War One vets? I mean, where do we stop? I mean, Rick, history. it's not the same thing. History is history. Yes, yes, it is. It is, but it, but it's not the same thing. And what I'm not, what I'm, what I'm trying to say, maybe I'm not saying it as well as I should be, is. You know, you still have those memorials for the soldiers that fought. You have those memorials for those that gave their lives. You have memorials, but you don't extol one or the other. You don't extol the generals on either side. You don't extol because, look, it was the lowest point in our history. World War One and World War Two. you know, World War Two. <laughs> if we don't remember World War Two, Lord knows, you know, what path could we be going down again if there's a Fourth Reich? You know, World War One and World War Two are different. They're not the same as the Civil War. It was our own battle against each other for things that many people look back on and they decry. It's not about not remembering what happened. It's not about not, not remembering those that lost their lives. It's about putting forward the fact that certain individuals associated with statues and so on and so forth. Like I said, museums, learning centers, things that teach us about what happened in an objective way, not necessarily putting people on pillars. That That's that's the only thing I'm trying to say. What, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Robert, I'm calling from uh, Portman, Oregon. What's on your mind, sir? 
Uh, I just wanted to comment on the, um, the police complaints in Seattle. Uh, my brother lives up there, and I know he's made a um, complaint on Maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe it's not protesters complaining about the police. He had an apartment building that he couldn't get out of because they had the road closed. You know, the people that are getting held up because of the freeway, um, you know, the it's the, it's the opposite. It's the people that are complaining about the cops not doing their job and letting all this happen. And if it's not their job, whose job is it? Um, is it who's my brother can't get out of his apartment or anybody in this apartment complex because Antifa's down there yelling all kinds of stuff. And I don't know. It's just a thought. It's a fair point. It's a very fair point that that a number of those complaints could be from people who. Just frustrated at the situation and don't know who else to call, right? Exactly. And, the, and the, you know, the, 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 because we've seen plenty of pictures of police officers not, you know, basically looking like they're being told to stand down. Maybe the complaints are, why aren't you doing anything? Why is this happening? This shouldn't be happening. So, but that'll do it for us today. Please tune in tomorrow. As joining us at 3 o'clock will be Kenwood Police Officer James Canada talk about the situation at hand. Looking forward to talking to him on the program tomorrow and then next Tuesday, Duke Mitchell will join us. The Afternoon Report is coming up next.